Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wang, our wonderful co-host of The People Under the Stairs. And that sound that you hear in the background, that shuffling of a microphone, of that adjustment of a headset, for those of you who may or may not have psychic abilities, can you guess who that might be? Are you thinking? You, you're still banging that damn thing, Paul. Cut it out. <laughs> so those, those noises that you hear is, is the very spooky and ever amazing. Uh, he's a medium. He's a psychic. He's also an extra large on occasion. <laughs> it's Paul James Caden. He's here with us, the infamous and the famous co-host of The People Under the Steers. Hey, Paul, how's it going tonight? Going good, man. You know, we're going to have a, a special guest on the show later on, the uh, the spirit of Lawrence Welk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could do that. We could, we could, uh, we could summon up the spirit. Thank you, boys. It's a Myron Flon. <laughs> oh, that's Aladdin. Uh, the Aladdin and the Myron Flon on the Aladdin. There it is. That that wasn't my best Lawrence Welk uh, spirit and incarnation, but it'll have to do on a very cold night here in New York. But uh, we had an interesting show last night for the listening audience, uh, tuning in maybe for the first side with, with Justin Cancellieri from Paratruth Radio. And uh, keep an eye out for that one. And our good buddy Cat Ward on Paranormal Heart Radio, the guy who's the co-host, uh, he was uh, on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I guess the show's coming out this weekend. Am I right, Paul? Yeah, that's uh, that's what he said. I don't mean the Justin show. I think Cat's show is coming out this weekend, isn't it? I think that's coming out too. I, I have to check. She said she was going to tell me I was a, uh, a guest on her. I almost had a ghost on her show. Yes. A guest on a guest on her show, and uh, it's going to. It came out either last weekend or it's going to come out this weekend. I, th I think. Was a, yeah, I think it's this weekend because I was checking up on you. I said to her, I said, we, you know, did that guy do that show? And uh, you see, folks, I'm see, I'm glad you saw this on a live on the air uh, as we're doing this. This guy is a medium. He's a spirit seeker. He's a card reader. He's a card shark and a grifter. And uh, when I asked him when the show was, he should have been able to predict that, right? To do some prognostication and, and prediction. But he said, I don't know. Sounds kind of, Paul, that was not a good indicator of the paranormal. That's all I can say. I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too lighthearted here in the show or the producer's going to fire me. You know, I don't, I don't want to scare the listeners with my uh, Christ-like abilities. Like I know right That's now true. there's a man, there's a man named Jimmy who's listening to the show. He has stomach issues and the Lord is healing him right now. <laughs> 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 a little pet a little pat robertson with his word of knowledge <laughs> yeah that, that well we could go into the you know what, what are the odds of that when you have a million people out there <laughs> four thousand people that's me he's talking about it <laughs> but that's a that's a great example paul that really is uh you know that that really is a good example but ladies and gentlemen uh you know and uh, children of all ages, that is not the topic of today's show it's actually a very interesting topic and uh, as usual, uh, I took us off into the weeds there, off into a different excursion, uh, rather than the topic of our show, which uh, actually has to do with the use of tarot cards and uh, a, a fantastic use of them for meditative purposes, uh, for meditating on tarot cards, for using them as a mechanism to uh, help us in our spiritual journey, our spiritual life in our personal health and well-being and uh, self-awareness, mindfulness, all those things. And uh, I do not use tarot cards for that particular thing. I, I 
have been trained in tarot cards like other people and have been interested in them and use them and, and they work very effectively for me for a variety of purposes. But I do not use them to meditate on, although I can see how you can. But Paul, this is something that I believe that you do. And why not tell the audience about uh, this practice of using tarot cards to meditate? And maybe you can even let people know, you know, what are tarot cards? Everybody knows what a tarot card is, Stan. <laughs> some some people may think they know what they are, but, uh, you know, uh, however you want to play it. Well, we'll just give them the uh, the brief uh, overview of, you know, the, the tarot. Of course, it's a, a set of 78 cards. It has uh, different images on each one. There's the major arcana, which would be uh, the chariot, the moon, the sun, um, you know, death, things of that nature. Then you get into the court cards, you know, the, the king, the queen, the page, the knight. And then there's the suits. It's almost like playing cards. And the, uh, yes. the suits are pentacles or wands or, or pentacles or coins, wands, cups. And uh, what's the one I'm forgetting here? Rods. Yeah, that was that was wands. Mm -hmm. There's pentacles, wands, cups. And uh, did you say swords? Swords. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you lay them out. And uh, a lot of people, you know, the old fortune tellers, the gypsies, you would go into their tent and uh, they would tell you all kind of spooky stuff. Oh, you have the death card. You know, you must be careful. But that was, uh, you know, really, uh, really for show. And, and some people still, as we talked about in the last show, try to give those very scary kind of eerie readings. It's it, it's a customer draw. You know, you scare people enough and then you spring the old well, you know, there's a, a special uh, ritual I, I could do over you or for you to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, relieve this curse or, you know, make this this thing not happen. But, yeah, it's going to cost, uh, you know, it's not cheap. And uh, a lot of people fall for it. You, you would be absolutely surprised uh, over the years that I've done readings, how many people have called on the phone or emailed. And asked me just that, man, I, you know, I had this psychic online. She said, you know, I was cursed. There's dark entities. You know, one of my ancestors was into uh, dark magic. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, is this real? And I just, you know, I, I, I just tell me I don't even have to look at the cards to tell you that that's not true because this this is an old uh, an old scare tactic to uh, to bring in mm -hmm. money. But uh, the way I was trained in tarot is uh, to look at it more of a guidance system. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have to be kind of godlike to step outside of time and space and tell somebody, well, this is exactly what's going to happen. I mean, right. you, you can get very close in events predicting somebody's behavior or <clears throat> how events might go, but there's always free will. People can always change their mind. So the tarot is more of a guidance system looking at what's happening in a person's life right now you know, what happened in the past leading up to this and what's likely to happen, uh, you know, in the future if they stay on a, a certain path in their life. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, the cards also, I've always found that if there is a card that says, yeah, it looks like there could be some issues ahead with this. Uh, I've always found uh, that the, the very next cards generally show uh, the way around that problem, you know, the solution. So it's it's never a death sentence. It's it's very it's very positive. It's a guidance system. Um, the death card. A lot of people fear it, but uh, I was uh, certainly again trained that you know it means the death of something old or a way of life. You know something new is coming, a new day, right. a new beginning. Uh, it, it can mean death, and I I you know I've only. Um, I've only predicted that once because the person asked me specifically, and this was, uh, you know, a number of years ago that her, um, her father was very sick. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she said, you know, uh, you know, is he going to pass soon? And lo and behold, I turned over the death card and I said, yeah, I, I feel that, uh, you know, he is, he's, you know, he, he's making his, uh, you know, making his peace on the soul level and he's getting ready to make his transition. And uh, and he did just, you know, within within days after that. But that was a specific question of someone asking me and saying, hey, 
this person's very sick. I feel like they're going to, you know, pass soon. Can you tell me uh, if if my intuition is right? And mm-hmm. that, that was the confirmation. Um, so again, it's it's never uh, it's never set in stone. It's never a death sentence. It's never anything scary. It's it's a guidance system. It can mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, it, it can certainly be uh, the tarot can be used a reading to comfort somebody. You know, one of the um, one of the techniques I learned was picking up spirit energies mm-hmm. uh, through the through the tarot, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, or you could call it, you know, uh, you know, the tarot for bereavement or tarot for the bereaved. And the person would, you know, ask questions, you know, is my deceased loved one okay? Are they thinking of me? You know, or whatever the case may be. And you'd be surprised, you know, what comes up in the cards uh, that, that's very accurate about the person. And, uh, you know, it, it can bring comfort to, to the person, you know, that, you know, their loved one is still around. They can still visit. They're okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, a number of years ago, I had a friend who lived in, um, who lived in, um, Seattle. And uh, I actually met her on this uh, spiritual forum that uh, I used to write on and we just became friends. We talk on the phone once in a while. And uh, she ended up uh, getting esophagus cancer. And uh, one day she just kind of dropped off the map. She didn't write on the forums, you know. And I said, man, you know, she's either sick or I feel like she passed. And I, and I did the cards and it was almost like a conversation with this person. You know, Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, she was on the other side, but she's okay. You know, God bless all of her friends. She was very much into angels. She was with the angels now. And I hadn't written on the forum in years, but I I went there and, uh, and, uh, you know, I said, hey, you know, I haven't been here in a while, but, uh, you know, uh, Nikki that used to write here, I I feel like she passed away. And somebody that that knew her better than I did uh, looked into it and said, yes, she actually did. She, uh, She passed about a week ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get very interesting um, impressions, you know, that way from uh, the cards for for comfort, confirmation. And uh, another one of the ways which uh, you were talking about earlier is uh, meditating the tarot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is certainly that there's a number of ways to do this. Uh, a, you know, is just meditating the cards uh, on the um uh, I'll say the, the the nuts and bolts level here. You know, I, I have my deck right here. If I pull a card, I'm going to meditate. Well, I have the the fool. You know, and it, mm-hmm. it depends on what you you know about the fool card. You know, there's a lot of imagery there. You know, it's a card of um, you know obstacles are removed uh, on, on the road ahead. It's a mm-hmm. card of joy. It's a card of freedom. Uh, the dog often represents uh, the spirit guide, you know, who is, on, you know, with this individual on their, their journey and in, into their new life. Uh, but the, the fool is also close to the, the edge of a cliff. He's really not watching where he's going. So there is room for caution with the fool to say, hey, uh, there's not a lot of obstacles on the road. You know, your free wheel and everything is great. But make sure you don't, uh, you know, you, your head doesn't get too much in the clouds and you you end up taking a header, you know, over a cliff mm-hmm. or stumbling in a, a pothole or a gopher hole or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's a number of things you you can take from that or or just look at the image uh, and close your eyes or either just hold the card in front of you, look at it and meditate. You know, what am I taking from this image yeah. of uh, of the fool? You know, how does it pertain to my life? How does it pertain to my state of consciousness? You know, where am I in my spiritual journey or my life or what I'm trying to accomplish? So, you know, it, it's really like any other form of meditation. You you could close your eyes and meditate the card or again, you could do it with eyes open. And that would be more like the uh, the mystical practice of contemplation, mm-hmm. you know, like someone, you know, reading the Bible or the Quran or any other book and contemplating it very uh, meditatively as they read. So you you can. Oh, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, I think another thing for uh, people out there in the use of the cards, if you're not doing readings, for example, if you want to use the cards for your personal growth and development, uh, 
And it, it takes such a little tiny drop of study on your part. And there's all kinds of guides that you can get online or all kinds of quick reference books that you can use that have the things, um, you know, outlined very briefly for you. But those first 22 cards in the tarot deck, the uh, major arcana, you know, that's the name that are used. And it's so funny that you pick the fool, you know, the fool is the beginning card. It, it really has to do with a human being on their journey on these 22 phases uh, of, of, of major events in a person's life. And when you, uh, <clears throat> when you look at some of those, you know, you think about it. They have the fool and it's followed by the magician. There's the high priestess. There's the emperor, empress. There's the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, uh, the hermit. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. To these 22 cards, but each one of those cards that they're talking about a picture, they're really talking about a major theme in life. You know, a major theme in life, in everybody's life. So uh, if you uh, are out there and, you know, you want to use the cards for a meditative purpose or anything else like that, you know, you can look at the pictures and see what you're getting on the pictures and you can interpret them that way. Or you can look at some of the interpretations uh, you know, that are out there, uh, you know, in books and periodicals and on the Internet and everything else like that. You know, what were some of the things that are commonly meant by them? And those are the those are things you can contemplate on or think mm -hmm. about for your life that day. You know, it's not unlike having um, a daily reading like you mentioned in the Bible or sitting and doing a positive affirmation every day where you switch the affirmations, you know. Uh, those kind of things. It really is the same thing. And those are the major things in life, like strength, justice, where you sit, you know, where you can sit there and say, oh, today I got this card on justice. What are things in my life today that uh, I feel are maybe unjust or people are, I'm not being just with other people or what are the benefits of being just? I mean, however you want to play it and look at the things. Those first 22 cards are those big things. Then when you get to the other 58 cards or however many there are, you know, 56 cards, uh, what you're going to get with those minor arcana is you're going to get the day-to-day -day kinds of things that mm. happen. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the little nuances, uh, you know, I was mad at somebody or I feel like I'm into swords. You know, I was, you know, uh, there's something I have to cut a bond or, you know, from. Uh, there's something I need to protect myself or I feel like somebody stuck me in the back or I'm full of pain. I may have to let that go. Uh, you know, I, I think you would agree with me. There's all kinds of little lessons that you can use. Yeah. And, and you don't you don't have to know how to read the tarot to meditate. Or right. Contemplate yes. It. The meditation you, you is get, not prediction. You, you could get any uh, any deck in the little booklet inside that comes mm -hmm. with every deck with the meaning of each card. You know, you could start there and just pick one of those meanings that that uh, speaks to you. And uh, mm -hmm. some people, you, you know, will take a card and meditate, you know, that one card for a week or some people even a month because they, they begin to learn mm -hmm. the tarot. You know, yes. you're talking about the uh, the justice card, you know, somebody mm -hmm. might pull that. They, they might, you know, just have the little book and look something up and say, oh, yeah, that, that really... Uh, that particular uh, interpretation mm -hmm. really uh, works for me and they'll meditate it that way. But then during that week or that month, they'll look up other things on the tarot and they'll, they'll learn, you know, the, the justice also, you know, with the scales, it's, it's a balance, it's fairness. Right. You know, lady justice has a sword and all the suits in the tarot, you know, as, as you learn these little nuances, they all represent things as well. You know, like the seasons, the pentacles are winter the mm -hmm. swords are spring, the wands are summer, and the cups are autumn. But then mm -hmm. they also represent parts of us. You know, the, the pentacles represent uh, money or material things or the creature comforts in life. The wands represent our creative fire or uh, our creative energy. You know, the swords represent the mind, our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Your intellect, sure. Yeah. 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 And usually uh, when, when you see like the ace of swords, one of the interpretations of that is, you know, clarity of thought, because the swords have to do with our, our thoughts and our thinking. And the cups, uh, you know, are, uh, you know, are the emotions, the emotional aspect of humans. Mm -hmm. they, they also represent the four suits, you know, earth, air, fire, water. So there's, mm -hmm. there's so many little nuances that eventually you can learn that when you pick a card and you look at it for meditation, 
uh, once you start to grow in the the knowledge of it a little bit, you'll see all sorts of things in in the images and you know the um, the um, traditional interpretations that you know you you could draw so many things from those images to to meditate that it, uh, it it just never gets old. It never goes dry. You know, well, something. You, know, you know what I think the difference is, though, Paul, when you're using them for meditating, and years ago, uh, when I was very heavy into using and I uh, was very enamored by using the cards, uh, you know, to, to project, uh, you know, certain psychic energy onto, and, and, you know, what kind of card am I drawing? When you're meditating on cards, it, uh, it's quite a bit different, I would think, and I find than using the cards for some version of a fortune telling, you know, oh, or a, you know, it's, it's, it's much different. And again, I'm going to go back to something that you said. One of the things that I do that I like to do, and I've been taught about being mindful, I have little cards that have to do with little statements from the Bible. I have little cards and I purchased these that have little kinds of positive thoughts. I have little cards that have, um, philosophical questions in life, you know, and it's a great mental exercise to still yourself, pick one of those cards randomly and take a little time to think about your life, to think about things. And you, you, if you are just doing that, not to necessarily solve anything, but to just train and discipline your mind to have a, a sense of mindfulness uh, to have a sense of gratitude, to have an awareness of those things that are happening in the world for everybody, that you're just taking one of them and you're taking some time, you're stilling yourself and you're thinking about it, you're meditating on it, you're pondering it. Uh, it's no different than what Socrates would do in ancient Greece when he'd walk through the Lyceum with his students and say, uh, here's a question I'm posing to you. Oh, what makes a man happy? You know, and there is no answer to that. And the students would meditate on it. They'd contemplate on it. They'd have a, a discourse on it. And uh, I don't think I'm getting too heavy with the point that I'm, you can do the same thing with these cards for the exact reasons that, uh, you know, you pointed out. And when I said, you know, the fool goes on a journey through the major arcana from the beginning to the last card, which is the world, which brings it to like a full cycle. Am I correct? Yeah, definitely. and all the little things in between. So when you use the cards for meditation or for personal awareness or for mindfulness, uh, man, oh man, it's it's again, it's quite a bit different from fortune telling or being predictive or prognosticating or using it for you know guidance or anything. It's uh, there's no card that you could pick in a tarot deck um, uh, that I could find that you couldn't relate to. So you're never going to get a card that doesn't apply to you if you're a human being. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, there's definitely uh, they're definitely very relatable in, in many different ways. Yes, and uh, and and interesting, you know that that you say uh, the other cards with the the biblical verses. There, there's also ways that that people use the uh, the cards in in a various uh, you know. Uh, religious way if they happen to be a Christian, because there is a lot of, uh, you know, Christian imagery in the cards, mm -hmm. you know, but, but if someone were going to do a reading, you know, like a more Christianized reading um, or, you know, contemplate the cards in a more, you know, Christian way, you know, they might shuffle the cards and, and shuffle three times, you know, father, son, Holy spirit, mm -hmm. sure. draw a card and see, you know, now again, just drawing a random card, we have the eight of wands. The eight of wands are eight wands that are, you know, flying through the air. Again, you know, wands are, you know, creative energy or fire. Mm -hmm. So it, it'll, it also uh, represents swiftness or something that's coming to you quickly or good news that's coming to you quickly. Mm -hmm. So you could look at that and, and, and interpret it, uh, you know, in, in a very Christian way, you know, that this might be the, uh, you know, the, the blessings or the, the gifts of the spirit, you know, coming to you from Christ, you know, or, you know, the, the good news aspect that might, it might refer to uh, the gospel, you know, the, the good news that Jesus preached and how that, 
how that affects your life. You know, you're, you're meditating on that. So there, mm-hmm. there's all kind of ways to, um, to look at it, you know, even with uh, Buddhism. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just bought a book that's, the, you know, from Amazon called, uh, you know, uh, The Buddha in the Tarot. And, uh, you know, you, you could also do that as well. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, again, just drawing a random card, the, the seven of wands, you know, that's usually a card of taking a stand or struggle, uh, mm-hmm. kind of going, going against the grain. So you could look at the seven of wands as the Buddha or the Buddha within you, you know, living, living the Dharma message, the Dharma teachings, you know, Mm -hmm. where the world might be saying, no, you have to do it this way, or you have to, you know, uh, do things our way, you know, be worldly, you know, or, or you're, you're, you're being, um, uh, unreasonable or, or foolish, you know, but, but you're taking that stand, you know, with, uh, the Buddha teachings and saying, no, I'm standing with, you know, to, to follow the, the teachings of the Buddha, you know, the, the Dharma. And again, we see the the wands are, uh, you know, the creative fire, you know, so how following those teachings, you know, the fire could represent enlightenment, you know, you're, you're, you're following this particular path in your life and taking a stand against the more materialistic worldly way, because you're seeking that creative fire, that enlightenment within. So, you know, and again, if you would do it that way, a lot of people shuffle the cards Instead of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they would shuffle and say the words uh, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, and then pick their card. So you can bring, you know, any philosophy or religion that you follow into the cards. And it works because the cards mm-hmm. are very universal that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I uh, have also found the cards. I don't think you I, I, I wouldn't call it meditative purposes, but I found the cards are very, um, I find that they're very useful for uh, a psychological purpose uh, that I'm sure are not used um, by psychologists, but uh, could be very well used. And for those people in the audience who might have an idea of what projective testing is, uh, it was something as a clinical psychologist I was very, 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 very highly trained in. And projective testing is where you project unconscious thoughts, feelings, emotions, perceptions on some kind of a random uh, card or image. And uh, those of you in the audience who have no idea what I'm talking about would know that as an inkblot test, a Rorschach test. And people say, what the hell does that tell you? Well, it's designed to be ambiguous, to be, but there are general shapes to it and different things. And what, as a psychologist, what do we find? We find out how you perceive the world, how you organize things, what you project unconsciously and consciously onto this random, uh, you know, spot or whatever it is. And, you know, it's amazing when you're well trained, uh, you know, how accurate those things are. You can see, you know, people having very good reality testing, having a very good. Um, um, a sense of self, uh, a wonderful view of the world, uh, seeing things in cooperative ways. If you're, if you're following what I'm trying to say, when they see these ink blots and say, hey, that looks like two dancing dogs, or it looks like a couple of clowns holding hands, or it looks like a bat. You know, what's the bat doing? Oh, the bat's coming to attack me. Oh, oh no, the bat's flying around, and it looks like a beautiful butterfly as well. You see the difference, Paul? What you project onto those things, I think uh, with the cards, it's the same way. Uh, if you use the cards and you're not so much interested in what a pentacle means or a cup or, a, or a, a wand or a sword, and you look at it and you say, oh, I see that beautiful tree of life. And, you know, I'm just looking at the four of cups and, uh, you know, you have, you know, cups on the, the ground and you have this little mystical cup that's being, you know, to the side of a, of a woman in a flowing thing. She's sitting under a beautiful tree on the ground. Somebody could say she's fallen. She's, you know, she looks like she's ill. Somebody's given her a cup of poison or whatever. Or on the other hand, when I look at the card, the tree looks beautiful. It's a sunny day on one side. There's some, maybe some clouds in the other, but it looks like a beautiful day. And the cup is very inviting to her. Now that may not be the interpretation of the card, but you see what I'm projecting onto that call, card, Paul? Mm. 
Um, yeah, that's also like know. intuitive intuitive reading. Some people, yes, absolutely. When they when they learn to read, you know, somebody will just say, you know, don't worry about interpretations, just go with what you see. And yes. some people will buy the the tarot deck and just throw the book away; they don't even want to look at it. That and was one of the one of the teachers that I had said, you know, with the tarot. Uh, I, I took several courses on that, and uh, you know, uh, they're offered all the time. Uh, many years ago, and the woman was very great, and that was pretty much it. She would go over all the traditional meanings, and she was a great believer in what you're saying, in, you know, in intuitive reading. Throw the book away. What's your feeling yeah. on that, with that, Paul? Do you do you think you should throw the book away, or you know, and 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 almost use it like the projective that I'm talking about, and you know, or intuitively, or do you think that you should stick to the to the you know more orthodox? Uh, interpretations. Yeah, you you could throw the book away. A lot of people do, you know, and they're they're very good readers when they just look at the cards and uh, you know tell you what comes to them, you know, through the image. Mm-hmm. I, I I did it a couple different ways. I I learned a more um a more traditional way, but it was kind of a mix also with the intuitive. And then I, I also learned uh, a very intuitive way to read, but I, I found, you know, the more I knew about the cards, uh, the more, the more deep my intuitive reading could go. Yeah. I you know, remember. so, so with the, those images, you know, again, just pulling a random card, nine of swords, you know, I could, you know, look at that. There's a woman sitting on a bed with her, her face in her hands. There's nine swords over her head. You know, I could look at that and say, well, gee, this this person is very stressed out. They're very mm-hmm. sad. They're they're not sleeping well at night. You mm-hmm. know, something has really pierced their heart or pierced their mind. And, uh, you know, but but we could also look at the, at the positive side, uh, as they say, giving a timeline with with this with the uh, cards. And I could look at the swords and say, well, the swords also show uh, the season of spring which would be uh you know kind of beginning uh end of march april may you know so you would look at it and say gee you know intuitively i feel like this person's been going through a really hard time they're not sleeping well uh they're very stressed out they're very hurt but it looks like timeline wise knowing you know the the swords represent the season of spring that, you know, by the time we're getting into, you know, March, April, you know, a lot of this is going to start to clear out for them. You know, so there's a, a ray of hope. There's a a positive note to the card, not just the gloom and doom. Mm. I've got you on that. It's um, I find another way you can use the cards, um, you know, and, and perhaps it would be for med- meditative purposes as well as purposes for reading. I know if I'm getting uh, intuitive and empathetic uh, impressions off of somebody, off of their name or their photo, off the sound of their voice, off some kind of information, uh, you know, as minimal as it may be initially. I mean, you know, you, you, you do that all the time. You, you, you know, you get this intuitive picture of things. A lot of imagery, a lot of impressions, uh, when you really get into this, can come to you in a hurry. And uh, as you're sorting them out, at least for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, when I start using cards then, the cards help refine those general impressions that I had initially. Oh, absolutely. So they're like, uh, it's like you do a rough cut with an axe. And then the cards are like the sandpaper. And they start, you know, polishing things and start adding things. And I, I don't know what the process is. You can call it uh, spirit impressions. You can call it energy impressions or whatever. Uh, you, you know, people can project those onto the cards in terms of which, you know, it's like forcing a card. You know, the cards chosen or the cards picked. I mean, I, I believe that. There's no empirical or scientific evidence of that. But it's uh, it's amazing uh, with all the cards that are out there that if you're having a good intuitive um, sense of a person or a situation or something, how 
of 78 cards, you can get two or three or four cards that are of all the possibilities. It's a, it's a huge, uh, that's a huge number, uh, where it can go in many different directions. It's amazing how, uh, you know, cards can, uh, what, what can I say? Validate your, your original intuition that you had no idea of what it was going to be. They can. And you know, the, the more, uh, again, the more you pick up on those little, you know, mystical uh, images in the cards, the more things your attention will go right to in the card, right? Intuitively for the person, you know, like going back to that nine of swords. You know, I feel like things are going to clear up uh, as we get into March, April. You know, the the hard time is going to uh, start to kind of dissipate. You're going to be in a better place. Well, if I pulled the next card. And it's the sun. So there we go. You know, this mm-hmm. is a, a child on a horse. He's very happy. You know, right. he has a he has a banner, you know, on, on the pole lifted high. The sun is shining. So I could look at that and it's it's a very summary card. And we're saying, yeah, you know, right here we, we have uh, the sun. So certainly by the time we're hitting the official start of summer, which is what, June 21st, June 25th, somewhere in that area, uh, you are in a much better place. Um, but then if I know a thing or two, I might look at this card and my attention, just something in me might go right to those sunflowers in the back of the child mm-hmm. on the horse. Just I'm drawn to it. And mm-hmm. if I know those little those little uh, mystical symbols like the sunflower is the symbol of the spiritualist or spirit communication. And mm-hmm. I just might go right to that and have a feeling. And I'd say, you know, I. I kind of get the feeling that, you know, even though you're going through this hard time, you're, you're very interested or uh, wanting to talk to somebody on the other side, or, you know, you, you, you might be a little bit more mediumistic than you think you are. And the person would say, yes, you know, my mother passed away. She was my best friend. You know, I talked to her, her all the time. You know, she always gave me great advice. You know, I, I wish I, I could talk to her. And then I would give them a little exercise. Well, hey, you know, here's something you you can do. Get a picture, get something that belonged to her, hold it in your hands, close your eyes, you know, maybe light a candle and just ask your mother to draw near and you'll you'll feel a shift in the room and then ask questions uh, mentally or out loud. And, you know, things will bubble up into your consciousness. And then when you're done, you, you know, you, you could write them down. And, uh, and you'll see just how um, how accurate those little messages are. And you may look at it and go, well, gee, I'm making this up. But uh, what a lot of people don't understand is mediumship or spirit communication is just that. It's it's mind to mind. You know, it's not some, you know, poof, uh, really weird thing. It does come to us. It rises up in our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I've had things like that happen, you know, giving a giving intuitive readings with the cards where I would, I would just go to something like the sunflowers and say, Hey, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, you want to, or you do try to seek like a lot of comfort, uh, from the spirit world, you know, and, and there is someone who is very close to you at this time. And, you know, that information will come out and, uh, you know, people say, well, gee, how do I know I'm not making a mistake? Sometimes you will. But uh, as I was taught as well, when, when something comes to you like that with the cards, just say it. Or as uh, one teacher said, just blah, put it out there. You mm-hmm. know, you might feel a little shy about it, but you'd be surprised how many times the person on the phone or sitting across from you goes, yes, yeah, actually, you know, and you're like, wow, you know, how the hell did I come up with that by seeing the, the sunflowers and the sun card, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, what I think is an interesting thing, too. I don't know if uh, we touched on it. And the thing for, for people, if they want to use the cards for meditative or educational purposes, and I, I do mean that as an educational purpose to think about your life, for example, or your existence or how you function as a human being. It's nice to take the individual um, suits, as it were, you know, whether it be, you know, wands or swords or pentacles or whatever. They are arranged from uh, an ace or a one all the way up to a king. You know, they go in order like the suits of cards. And there are um, there are similarities with the numbers on the cards regardless of the suit. Like I, I was trained that like when you see the number three, 
And so that is usually a message in the card there that you have to make a choice between a couple of things, mm-hmm. you know, many times. And, and, you know, you can take a look in the areas, you know, you may have to say, Hey, what choices do I have to make in love? What choices do I maybe want to make in, uh, you know, w- you know, with my intellect and my reason, am I, am, am I making the proper choices? Am I being a good critical thinker? And, and you can work up to the, to the, um, the different numbers of the cards you stay within the suit and go from, you know, ace or one all the way up to King. And, uh, you know, in that particular suit, let's say you take a knight, for example, a knight is usually some kind of a savior, somebody going to make me a big your life the way that I understand it, or a page will sit there and bring messages to you. You know, well, you can sit there and meditate on, or, or let's say what, what kind of messages are coming in about love or money? Uh, you know, uh, what, what am I observing in my family? What am I observing in my loving behaviors towards other people or things like that? And you can work on each one of those numbers and, uh, you know, learn the different, uh, you know, general ideas about what they may indicate. And uh, how could you not benefit from doing that, whether it be for entertainment purposes or what? It would be like discussing endless fortune cookies, right? Mm-hmm. In all seriousness, it couldn't hurt you in a million oh, years. And some people use the tarot strictly for those those meditative and contemplative uh, purposes, and they, they don't get into reading the cards. Uh, I actually have known uh, quite a few uh, Christians who, of course, they would say, well, I, I wouldn't get into divination or anything like that. But they they have the tarot. And they use it for those purposes, you know, contemplation, meditation, again, seeing the uh, the Christ or uh, the Christ story in in the cards. So you don't you don't have to uh, you don't have to read them. You don't have to uh, try to use them as a guidance system or tell somebody's Mm -hmm. fortune. You know, you could just use them for that. Yeah. And there's all there's all kind of other cards out there, too. I mean, there's angel cards. Angel mm-hmm. oracles with little messages on them. I have angel cards. I have the tarot. Uh, I have uh, several, uh, you know, Buddha decks that have the the wisdom of the Buddha on it, and and one with the sayings of Christ. So I have, you know, many different cards I could uh, and do meditate with quite often. Well, for me, uh, I'll tell you the truth. I think the one of the great things, uh, and I, I think it does tie under meditation and use of the cards. But I think, of course, uh, all human beings have this wonderful thing called a brain, their central nervous system. And the central nervous system, you know, is the the way that we receive messages, uh, the way that we understand the world is through electrochemical things in the little nerves, in the neurons in your brain. And uh, I think the cards, when you use them as an exercise tool, uh, I think they work on your perception of things, and they enable you to have uh, an variety or increased intensity or increased number of extrasensory perceptions compared to the average person. Just like if you worked out with weights, you'd get stronger. You'd get a few, you know, different muscles. When you when you let those guards down and you you utilize different portions of your brain, you know, certain things are right side, certain things are left side, and when you open up your mind to to sit and project onto these cards or to go into a state of meditation or whatever, you're going to get, um, a, now this is the scientific part of it, you're going to get a sign, you're going to get uh, a neurological effect that's a positive one if you, if you have a positive intention. And it's something very good for you. It is. You know, I've, I've, uh... I've meditated on the tarot before and then uh, actually went to bed that night and mm-hmm. uh, had a dream that had something to do with the card. Or like I was uh, one time I was meditating, it was the eight of cups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I went to bed that night, uh, I had a dream that I was looking at the eight of cups and the card got really like big. And I walked into the card and I was the person in the card looking at the landscape and the moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember exactly what my uh, meditation on it was because this was uh, a number of years ago, but it, it was very pertinent. It, it was just like you said, kind of a little, uh, 
a little psychic intuitive uh awakening that, that came through in the dreams and i've had that happen more than once and it's it's very cool when, when that happens yes it is yes it is i don't know about you paul is there more that you'd like to discuss tonight no i think we covered uh quite a bit of ground for folks to uh contemplate and chew on as far as the, the tarot goes did you enjoy this freewheeling show tonight on the tarot was it enjoyable for you i did i, th I thought this was a very uh, very nice show i thought it was a very nice show and as well and i hope our uh, audience does and i've been getting um i guess you could call them energy impressions intuitive impressions you put it in my head of lawrence welk there you go. He's with no, us. I'm being serious. <laughs> he is he is on the spirit side, and he is very happy. He's at peace, and he's informing me. I get the impression that there is a rather large bubble machine, which he is in charge of. He is. The silence is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when, when uh, Lawrence comes through, he... He's always uh, represented by the number three because of the one and the two. And... Ooh, I never thought three. <laughs> well, it, it was it was very informative for me, Paul, and I hope I had some small measure of, of information to uh, to add as well to the show. But uh, I hope you guys out there in the listening audience uh, had a nice time listening uh, to the show because it's uh, a lot of fun uh, and it, it actually can be some very helpful, useful stuff. Uh, in your life, uh, you know, you, you don't have to practice it as magic or witchery or any other or any kind of chicanery or anything else like that. You can can use the tarot on a really productive method for yourself, in my opinion, as something interesting, entertaining and beneficial to your in intellectual development and spiritual development, I think, you know, as a person. So, Paul, anything that's up with you that uh, that you want to put on the end of the show here before we sign out? Nope, just the usual. The emails nocturnalmagic@gmail.com. Uh, I have the uh, the other show, the spirit side. I have the inner sanctuary, which is a very uh, spiritual show. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I've changed my YouTube account, though it is no longer. Uh, Paul James Caden, the spirit side. It is Paul James Caden, the podcast channel, because I'm sharing just random episodes of both of my podcasts on there. So um, you could put that in and, you know, I would pop up for that. I'm easy to find. Just put in my name and you'll see uh, a whole host of wonderful things on yours truly. They are. And Paul is a delightful guy. Uh, if you're interested in getting in uh, touch with me, you can get in touch with me, Stan Wangland at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. And I can be found on Twitter and Facebook under Stan Wangland or S. Wangland or any of those things. There's no other Wanglands other than me out there with the first name. And I'd love to hear from you and, and do hear from people. If you get a chance, uh, check out today's show. On my uh, my show called Just Thinking, uh, which uh, has way more than 300 episodes on that of, a, of you know all kinds of things. It's not a paranormal show or whatever, but uh, you know we have every kind of a topic. And today's show was uh, a, it's already been broadcast, but you know they're all listed there. It's a wonderful show on grieving. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people um, you know we deal with grief. Uh, you know, something came up the other day where we were discussing that. And uh, my, my son and I uh, did a, a wonderful show um, about grieving and related it to the uh, loss of my oldest daughter. It's very meaningful. I've had a lot of friends uh, say how meaningful the show was to them. Uh, so it can be helpful to anybody. And there's a whole slew of shows like that and funny shows. And tomorrow, uh, I do have to give this little promotion, uh, is a funny show uh, called Watch Out for uh, Beware of Cabin Fever. So uh, it's cabin fever time, I think, in the uh, Northeast. So uh, it's a funny show on some practical tips on cabin fever and some things not to do in the house with your spouse, daughter, child, significant other, pal, buddy, or they may find you at the end of the series, at the end of the winter with a hatchet in your head and the cupboards all full of food 
and say, why did they kill one another? <laughs> Cabin fever. That's all. So uh, Just Thinking is a great show, and uh, you know, um, you, you'll have a lot of fun browsing through the other episodes. But that's about it. And uh, on behalf of Paul and myself, we thank the living hell out of you for joining us on the show. Uh, uh, we, I was saying on a show that we did the other night, and Paul seemed to be taken aback, uh, that we are on the charts in India. <laughs> there we go. I don't get any news at all on the podcast, so I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> you've got to ask. You've got to ask. But all that aside, uh, you know, if, if, you know, Jerry Lewis was never a hit in, in India. He was there a genius go. in France, but not a big deal like Paul and I are in India. And, and do you have any things that you, you know that the people from India particularly like, Paul? Hey, you know, we uh, we touched on uh, the subject of uh, Buddha and the tarot. Maybe uh, for our friends in India, we should uh, do a show on uh, on Buddhism or some aspect of of the Buddha. Hey, I'm down for anything. I'm down for anything. But guys, uh, again, have a nice night. And uh, you know, to all our other friends on the other paranormal channels, uh, you know. It's 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 nice uh, having you here with us on the show and listening to us and promoting our show. And thank you very much to everybody. So good night. Any last blessings, Paul, from you? I just want to say Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time under the stairs. <laughs> OK, bye bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wanglin. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com. That's at swangland at gmail.com. And please continue to check out all the new episodes of The People Under the Stairs every Wednesday and every Sunday on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.